Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm on a quest to find out more about this guy's Emmy win. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. All right, you guys. Welcome on into To the Point with Kristen Burt. Did you see what I did there? I'm on a quest. I thought I was pretty clever. Now, of course, we are presented by Popcorn Talk and Dance Network, and we are thrilled to have this guy in studio, Steve Tirada from Quest Crew. Hey, how you doing? Emmy Award winning Quest Crew. We were just talking about that. I'm like, you will always have that title. Yeah, that's crazy to me. (laughs) I I was just about to tell you before we went live on air, I'm like, if I won an Emmy, I would have it attached right here all day and just be like, did you know I won an Emmy? (laughs) What's on my Instagram handle, but you know. (laughs) That's okay. You should have it on your Instagram handle and you should have it, I'd have it in every profile photo, (laughs) me posing with it. (laughs) It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And I appreciate you being here. We were going to have a few more of the crew, but guess what? They got some work today, so that's all good. That is nature of the business, isn't it? For sure. Definitely. Like, everyone's doing so many different things. It's it's a good thing. It but. is. It's a good problem. But I'm glad that you were able to make it for sure. Oh, my pleasure. And um, I always like to, to kind of hear everybody's um, background and, like, how they started. Because I know that, obviously, you're a martial artist. And I think that's where a lot of your talent and movement really comes from. Tell us about, like, when you got started in martial arts and when you got started in dance. Because they really kind of overlap each other. Yeah. Actually, um, I started uh, martial arts when I was nine and just did traditional for a long time. And I, I joined... Uh, the demo team, which is like a performance group. So it's not necessarily just the traditional stuff. You mm-hmm. do routines, uh, fight scenes, and that, that was my first step into choreography and live shows. Oh, I and, love that. And from there, I went on the, um, the National Karate Circuit, NASCA, and got sponsored, got to travel all over the place. And they had a division called Musical Forms, which is uh, basically you make your own routines up using martial arts technique to music. So... Uh, that was my first step into choreography. That's fascinating, actually. How old were you when you made the national team and then were starting to do your own choreography? Uh, I started traveling when I was 14, and uh, I started doing the full tour when I got picked up by uh, Team Paul Mitchell, the hair people that do That's dance why you have good hair, too. <laughs> and when I was uh, 17. So I got from 17 till about 25, I was competing on that while um, uh, I was dance- starting to dance during that time, too. And this is what I always love. I'm like, when did you step into that first dance class then? Or what made you think that you needed to step into dance class? Well, it was mostly a social thing, like a lot of people. Um, Since I was traveling so much, even during high school time, uh, I didn't have as many friends locally Mm -hmm. in the Southern California area, which is where I grew up. And um, just my sister went to UCLA. And um, during that time, it wasn't that I didn't know, but there's there was a big Asian community of uh, dancers. Mm-hmm. And just so- socially, in-, in general, I wanted to like hang out with more people because I didn't really have the typical college life. Because I you was were looking for your people, your tribe here. Yeah. You know, you're like, I need a group of friends because when you're a teen, like that social life is a lot. It's a lot of your, who you are. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> I mean, I just got into it 
uh, from my sister because she she knew that I performed, and then her group was performing in Santa Barbara, which was uh, past me, and they just picked me up, and then I did a little solo and fell in love with uh, just performing with a group again. So here, here's a good question. So was your, your sister was a dancer, or did she train all growing up, or did she pick it up a little later on? Uh, she got into hip-hop during college time. Uh, I think a lot of people, especially uh, during my era, uh, they didn't dance before. Mm-hmm. A lot of people from my... Uh, my Dance Crew Quest, they started in uh, Irvine where they had Cabo Modern and um, a couple of other guys were from CADC uh, and everyone kind of picked up learning dance during that time. Um, I think about like half of us did, did it after high school. That's amazing. I love that because, you know, oftentimes you talk to a contemporary dancer and they're like, I've been in class since I was two. And then, you know, and then I started taking 10 dance classes. I mean, that is their entire livelihood when it comes to, you know, junior high and high school years. Like, that's what they're doing. And um, But tell us, and this is what I'm always fascinated with, because I think we saw a lot of this even with Lex's style this season on So You Think You Can Dance. How dance and martial arts, I mean, obviously there's a lot of qualities that are similar, but what do you find most similar? Um, I think the discipline. Um, when, when I was uh, competing in martial arts, I had a drive to uh, perfect my, my technique. Uh, and... and learn new movements so in in that open space the creative space as well is just when you're chipping away at things and you discover new movement it gives you excitement and the same type of expression that and expression and release that you get from dance is the same in uh, open martial arts you know it's so fascinating to me because i i was trained as a ballet dancer and i find that martial arts have such a beautiful lyrical quality which is something that i really love about ballet and so i find that a lot of even the aerial work um a lot of the jumps and everything i'm mesmerized by and i'm like i wish i could do that but i think i feel like if i could train on it i'm like i could do it i just know i could do it eventually how hard is it to learn some of those tricks uh it it depends how much you uh you're you're open to new types of movement because i I, i've trained with a lot of uh dancers trying to get into tricking and all the aerial stuff Mm -hmm. and um the ones that do the best are are the ones that just completely let let it go and you have to go, let go with of your like, technique a little yeah, bit, right? Technique because uh, a lot of tricking is momentum based, so these cir- circular motions are um, a little bit different than making straight lines all the time. Pointing the toe, pointing the toe. <laughs> that would be. I mean, what... there is pointing the toe in tri- in tricking too, but it's not as technical as that. It's more of a of a, a guided. Uh, momentum. Okay, that's interesting. Because I'm like paranoid about like ever flexing my feet, like when it's supposed to be a pointed foot. So I would literally have to be like, don't worry about it. Like, just make it happen. <laughs> that would be probably my issue. Yeah. So interesting. It, it, it's it's another self-expression thing. So uh, it's, I think it's closer to um, like b-boying when mm-hmm. everyone has all these different types of styles. Uh, even though it has a martial arts base into it, it's... Uh, more of a self-expression thing now, now, now that the community is a little bit bigger. Fascinating. I love that. You know, I always want to know, too, like, obviously you're getting into hip-hop. Did you dive into the ballet, tap class, jazz class at all? Uh, I think as Quest in general, we always try, if you look at every member in Quest, we have different skills. We don't dance the same at all. Right. So uh, we're, we're very open into learning um, different movements from other people. I mean, you know, like, on, on when we were on... Um, America's Best Dance Crew the last season we we actually took privates with uh, Bo 
from uh, Fanny Pack and Culture Shock to, oh, to, to learn, <laughs> to learn um, you know, to do our girl piece. So <laughs> we're open to pretty much anything and look, yeah. looking like fools at, at the start and then just chipping away at it. To, but that's what you have to be a constant do. student if you're going to get better or grow as artists. You can't just say, like, this is our style. We're good. Definitely. I mean, and I think I'm sure you guys saw that between season three and then coming back for season eight. Yeah, so we, we, I think in general, just as artists too, if you want to continue, if you keep on doing the same thing over and over again, um, and not trying to progress yourself, uh, it's a little bit it come, becomes unfulfilling. Like when we were touring all that time after uh, the first time that we won ABDC, mm-hmm. uh, we were like, oh, we we have to do this show again. It's like that's why I think in our in our mindset we want to always want to expand ourselves. Did you do the thing? Uh, cause- I used to do musical theater and, you know, when you have like eight shows a week and your brain is just, you're like, you just know how to move. Your your body remembers it. And you're like, I can't wait till later. I'm going to have mac and cheese and I'm going to watch Seinfeld. Like you literally can do movement, not think about it and think about like other things that are going to happen later. Yeah. I think in general, your muscle memory just takes over. And it's yes. like, you're doing your movements in rote. <laughs> you're just doing it. So, so for us, it was kind of funny that uh, when we were doing the same routine so many times, uh, we would try and hype ourselves up and talk during um, the sets to each other and be like, oh, like, like you know, just like, <laughs> hey! all right, we're, we're in this huddle. We're like, ah, we're hyping each other up. You just, stay just present. The... Yeah. So so I think uh, that helped us become present with the, the audience, too. And we, we, we interact a lot. So like in, in our shows, we don't necessarily uh, think of it as a dance company show it's usually just for entertainment right so we do a lot of um like interacting energy wise with the crowd and with ourselves it helps a lot too because i think then they feel a part of it it's not like you're like we're dancing at you instead it feels like we're all dancing with you yeah it's it's such a big thing um so when did quest crew really come together as a group how far into like you're you know you're 17 at this point, taking hip-hop classes with your sister, what point did you start going, okay, maybe I want to do something more with this? Uh, I think, for me, it was a different path just because um, I made friends. And that, that's kind of the basis of what Quest was. Uh, we, like I said, at the, when we first started, we didn't uh, aspire to be, like, we're going to be the best crew ever and do, do all right. these other things. We were just a group of friends. And we weren't trying to recruit other people that were like, oh, that guy's the best dancer. Let's try and get him. Right. It was literally like us hanging out. And I think if you watch any of our practices, you'll understand that um, we mess around for about 90% of the time <laughs> <laughs> and then um, set everything maybe like the last 10% <laughs> because our, our creative process is that uh, we have friends, friendship chemistry. And that's why we, how we understand each other. So, um, so, yeah, I think uh, when uh, we had our like-minded um, individuals in our, in our crew come together, that mm-hmm. was 2006. Okay. And in October, we had a Halloween show. So we just had our 11-year anniversary during oh, I ha- love Halloween. That. So we Where did you do your years. first Halloween show? Was it here in it the was, L.A. area? Yes. It was, it was at a club called Ivar at the time. It's yep. now Project L.A., but... 
uh, we had six of us. Uh, one of our members, uh, Victor, wasn't even old enough to get in the club at the time, <laughs> which is insane. Did he get uh, carded? <laughs> no, he couldn't do the show with us. He, our, he was part of the crew, but so he couldn't come he, in. Oh. He was twenty. Oh so, man, that's so sad. Yeah, so that that was our that was our first show. We we're like, oh, we didn't even have a name at that point, but um, the Quest Learning Center. Uh, was donating their uh, studio to us, and uh, as a way to give back to them, uh, we named ourselves Quest, and uh, we we wanted to promote their their um, the, the learning center. And, and let's just tell everyone what Quest Learning Center is, because it's a really cool facility in Artesia, if I'm correct, right? Yes, because yes. they do a little bit of everything, don't they? Yeah, they do after school programs. They have uh, some dance programs they have karaoke night it, it's uh yeah the the owners the the Wu family are just amazing people and you know we're so thankful that during that early time they would let us practice there and it's amazing those and, nice studios too yeah definitely yeah. even though it's 65 miles away from my house that i had to drive there every day i <laughs> I, I still cherish those times the most out of my whole entire dance career and four hours sitting in traffic in la yeah he when you look at la is just really big and spread out for those of you who aren't from la and it's uh getting from artesia to where you live <laughs> in california not easy it's not but when someone's donating space to you, it's a really big deal because studio space can add up very quickly if you're trying to rehearse all the time. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, I think that was the biggest thing that we had that helped our crew progress was just that extra time. Sometimes we would just meet up over there and um, hang out, hang around the, the area and just bond. And like I said, like Quest in general, how our creative processes are, is all based on chemistry. And a little bit of practicing. <laughs> but like, but don't get me wrong, we practiced. But You're like, I promise we did. <laughs> yeah. You guys are good. Don't worry. We're good. <laughs> you have an Emmy. It's all good. <laughs> but here's the thing. When America's Best Dance Crew came around um, for season one, you guys did season three, first time around, um, did you start, did the idea pop into your head or were you guys recruited? Because I know a lot of times producers really go out and start hitting people up saying, are you interested? We'd love for you to audition for the show. Yeah, actually, the the first season we did audition, and uh, we were actually slated to be in the first season. I didn't know this, but um, you're getting the real exclusive. Right I now. love this. But, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we need exclusive but, music. <laughs> but we had uh, Dom and Hawk that were on. So you're thinking dance, and uh, it was still under that that limitation. And we were trying to get on. We had. Um, uh, a package. We shot a package for for the whole thing, and then we weren't able to do it. So we, we was waited. it because of? And I just want to ask because we were talking about contracts earlier. Was it because of their so you think you can dance contract? Uh yeah. It, well, yeah. During that time, it was less than a year. They just got off tour, and then we immediately auditioned uh, without really knowing. So yeah. So just thing. so people know, reality show contracts um, kind of hold you to the network that you are under for usually a year. We'll just say that in general, maybe about twelve months. So. Um, Oftentimes, you can't go off and do things. Although sometimes networks will play nice. ABC has played nice with Fox and allowing, you know, so you think people going on Dancing with the Stars, but yeah. it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah, it, it, that's just a learning process too, because uh, during that time, all the guys in the crew, uh, we weren't in the industry at all as well. So we were going through a learning process, and that was right. kind of the first seasons of dance reality during that time. So uh, just going through that process, it, it was a learning experience uh, for us. But I think in general, it helped us a lot because for for prepping for America's Best Dance Crew, because we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. Right. Um, and we got to study the first two seasons uh, from 
just uh, knowing that that the format was going to be the way that it was. Because when, when we first auditioned, it was just up in the air. We threw everything that we had into our first routine. The kitchen routine. sink is in there. And then if we went on the first season, we would have ran out of stuff for sure. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's kind of nice sometimes allowing someone else to come before so that you can go, okay, we need to pace ourselves so that we exactly. can stay in for the long haul. Definitely, definitely. It, it's, it's something to be had that uh, you put other people's experiences and learn from them. So season one, we know Jabberwockies one, which I, you know, yeah. that's legend history, <laughs> all of that. And then season two, it's Super Crew. Yeah. Um, how, how come you guys didn't make it to season two? Did you not audition? Do you, do you have a story behind that? Oh, we, we just didn't audition. Like I said, after the first season, we're like, wow, okay, we need, we actually used that first year um, to train together. We're like, that was our goal was to get on the show and we wanted to win. So instead of just leaving it up to the dance gods, we um, trained religiously, thanks to Quest Learning Center. And, Thank you so much, Quest. Uh, <laughs> going there all the time and, and uh, actually doing the prep work for it and getting new moves and um, ideas and possible things that, that would be thrown at us. So I we hope people are listening to, to this. Like you actually, instead of just gunning for season two, you guys went to the studio and practiced and got to the level where you think you needed for season three. Definitely, yes. It's an important lesson, honestly. Because um, you go into season three, were you guys feeling good and strong when, when you were um, first starting the season? Yeah, we, we felt confident because we knew the amount of ammunition that we had to uh, that would last uh, the whole entire season. Almost, pretty much, depending on what what challenges we had, mm-hmm. we had uh, enough to get through it at least, and then also work on different things. Not saying that it was smooth the whole entire process it because, never like, is. It, you know, um, every week you only have maybe three days to choreograph, and then you're stage blocking. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, it definitely helped us, but I can't imagine if we didn't do that prep work, uh, we would have been crying and not sleeping. (laughs) Well, and I think too, it tests you as a group because everyone handles stress differently. Mm -hmm. And when you have that three day crunch of like, we need to come up with a routine and clean it. And then we're on stage camera blocking. You start, you start finding out what everyone, you know, how they handle it all and what you're worth as a group. And you're like, okay, we, we got this. We're calm. Just calm down. Yeah. Gets important. Yeah, I, th- I think on this on the second time that we were on the show, we uh, instead of a year's worth of prep, I think we did maybe four four months of going going back and forth, and um, we had a ton of different um, things thrown at us. We had injuries, like what, like my very good uh, friend and crewmate Rudy hurt his shoulder on the second episode, and he's our newest. He was our newest member at that right. time that we prepped all this stuff around him, so. I mean that that was way more stressful just because of having one member taken out. Yep. Um, the, the, a lot of the prep work we had to adjust. Yeah, so. and how do you adjust on the fly? Because that's that's the way it goes. And in between your seasons, like three and eight, what six years had passed? Uh, yeah, about, about <laughs> two thousand nine, I think, to two thousand fifteen. Yeah, yeah, about that. Six that's, years. That's a long oh time, gosh. right? <laughs> that is a long time. Mm-hmm. But a lot of you guys from three returned for. Um, season what was it season eight yeah season season eight eight. i was like that's good though that you were able to get that many people back because oftentimes you know cruise people come and go and things like that like i said we're we're all friends so (coughs) we we always keep in touch we have sessions and you know like they people went off on tour and then we came back together and started practicing um weekly and then once we 
decided to actually do the show, we, we were practicing every single day again. How different did the experience feel the second time around in terms of now you have, I mean, Kinjas are in there. You know, I mean, like you had, who yeah. else was in there with you guys? Super Crew, of Super course. Crew. We Are Heroes, mm-hmm. I Am Me. I'm missing someone else. Oh, Electrolytes. Electrolytes so yeah. that's, that's a huge crew. Definitely. I mean, and they're all uh, legitimate champions in their own right. Mm-hmm. And they, they have the, the, all their, uh, they have new members as well. Uh, and everything's, you know, like all those different things uh, play play into it. Because when you have new members, you have new material um, to throw out. And Kinja's, you know, like they, they're practically a new crew, even though they had some um, uh, alumni from, from ABDC in past seasons. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like you, you kind of just have to focus on yourself and then do, do the best routines that you can so um, and see how it pans out and do all you can. And it came down to what, you and Kinja's? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, when you look back on that, that's an amazing final battle, honestly. Yeah, we have so much respect for, for a lot of the Kinja's. Because we, we grew up, we're in the same uh, generation of, mm-hmm. of dancers with them. And, and some, of, some of the guys... Uh, in the crew, uh, lived with some of the guys in Kinjas before, you know. So what it's, a weird it's a, situation! It's a, yeah. a tight, tight knit group, uh, or just in general, ABDC is a, is a smaller uh, uh, dance community in itself. Right. So when you win in three, and then you win in eight, did the wins feel differently to you? Definitely. Like the, the first first time that we won, it was more like we we thought we were going to completely uh, just. Put everything we had out, and uh, we we always felt like we were an underdog, especially against uh, B freaks, because they a lot of us um, thought that this is the best like girl group that's ever been assembled. Right, B freaks is amazing, and, and they they choreographed and went all, all over touring. And then at that time, like Quest, we didn't really do anything. We had some people on, so you think you can dance individually, but as mm-hmm. a, as a crew, we weren't really known, um, and we just wanted to put. Um, our stamp as a group together, and um, so when we won, it was a complete surprise. If you see our reactions, it was, half of us are crying. This is the first time I've ever seen They're anyone like, cry. We're what's like, oh. happening? We're like, yeah, yeah. And then for, for me, I was like, I was like, so so many things, <laughs> so many emotions I haven't felt before. We're going through, and then the that was your season eight win, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. This is the the season eight win uh, felt completely different just because of. The journey that we went through was um, different because we were definitely older. We, we even said that with, this will probably be the last time that we ever do anything like this um, because, you know, everyone's getting older and ha- having different, guys different careers. Just, I know. You guys aren't old. Just We'll throw that out there. But uh, and, and in general, uh, I think during the whole entire season, we were only sleeping four hours a day uh, because of the extra work that... It felt like a passion project, mostly. Mm-hmm. We were putting in extra work. You know, we were working with uh, production a lot more. Um, and Nappy Tabs, was, they were... Nappy Tabs. We're working on that season. They're, they're, like, they're like our parents. <laughs> they're the but, best. I, I just interviewed them the other day because they were working on a Disney... They did the Disney special that's coming up. And I can't keep up with them. I, they were in Dubai, and then they were... I was talking with them, and they were at the airport on their way to New York. And I was like, didn't you just come from Dubai? Like, in... They're amazing, and they put so many projects coming up. They're so efficient in how they work too, you know. And they, and they give off. You know, you're never afraid to um, ask them for help, or uh, you know, say like, uh, we're completely stuck on this. What well, we need some suggestions because we're, people are freaking out. Um, and uh, they just have 
an amazing like aura around them that where they can create and make things effective for, for camera. And a good eye. And that's something that's important. I think a lot of people don't understand what um, there's many different um, I would say names or job titles for this, but creative producers, executive producers, um, creative directors. We hear a lot of that thrown around in television. I don't think people understand, but so if you guys were struggling with, say, a move um, and it wasn't working on camera or wasn't working on stage, how would Nappy Tabs help you just kind of solve the problem? Um, well, well, a lot of the stuff would maybe would be uh, transitionally or, uh, and they would just give suggestions and try. And um, like, like they were always working with the camera people too to try and mm-hmm. get it get the best shot uh, that they could. So uh, e- even if it was small, like going straight into the camera or uh, anything like the small things, it, it wouldn't necessarily read as well for uh, the crowd. But you know, yep. you know, the end game is to make um, a good video project and for, for uh, it's being shot for TV, for even TV. though there is a live audience there. So yeah, so um, just having that experience. Uh, given to us was a learning process too uh, so some of the other guys uh, like like Hawk and them have better experience too in like pe- putting in um, in film so just having an extra two people helping us out with that uh, when we needed it was it's an very external in- eye too because you know you and Hawk and everyone else you're performing so sometimes yeah. it's hard to extricate yourself from that exactly mm-hmm. and they can see it live too so um they we have immediate and when you know that just cuts down on time, especially when you have such little time when you're uh, putting these things together. Yeah, and, it and, really is a short amount of time. Yeah, especially on stage too. Yeah, and I think people don't realize that even um, just kind of referencing what I just talked to Nappy Tabs about. They were talking about at the end of the even though it's on stage, at the end of the day, you are choreographing for the camera because. It's a TV show. <laughs> um, but they were they were working in Disney World, and they were literally like, we had people that were visiting the park that day, and we couldn't – there were certain things we couldn't do because we couldn't interrupt people that had paid $150 to come to Disney. I mean, but it's, it is the, the same thing, too, because at the end of the day, you're really choreographing for the people that are sitting at home in the living room, even though there's people that are – Thank goodness, being there, you know, giving energy to what you guys are doing in the studio. So it's it's yeah. kind of a funny – you kind of have to have two brains about it in some yeah, ways. Def- definitely. And, and just getting the reaction from like, – like I said, like what we like to do live shows just because of the energy of the crowd. So, mm-hmm. so it's that balance, too, that we have to learn film and live audience. You know, it's like well, we, we do a lot of uh, like fan – uh, inter- interactions and yep. it, it sometimes doesn't read so we have to change it a little bit. Right, because you might be, like if you're on stage you might be like calling out to that person but really uh, when you're calling on <laughs> TV you have to go out, hey, like to them and you're like I don't even know who's on the other side of this but yeah, yeah it, it's, it's an interesting thought though when you have to sit there and, and really keep the energy up for people here but again it needs to read here at the end of the day so um, and you guys did a great job of that because, by the way, you got an Emmy nomination into an Emmy win. <laughs> um, and I was telling you, because I did cover this whole season um, of Emmys, um, which to me, and I said, I just thought it was a wonderful year because dance was well represented. You know, we had Anthony Morigirato, thank you, sorry, for tap and Travis in there and Derek Huff and Kat Burns, who also won, and you guys um, for America's Best Dance Crew. And I just think um, I just think it was really showcasing what dance was doing right now in the television industry. Yeah, definitely. I, I think uh, just in general, for, for us to be nominated was in, insane because we're, we're a dance crew. 
and it's not something that uh, we were never really expecting. Mm-hmm. And so when we <laughs> got into that space of nominations and seeing who we were going against, you know, like Derek Huff and Travis. And yeah, they're like the, cat- the kings yeah, yeah. of, yeah, that category, really. Yeah. So, so they won, won and been nominated so many times, and we're like, wow. Thing. This is where we are right now. I know. Uh, did you guys um, have any? Um, did you have an easy time putting together your Emmys package? Because you guys did um, Runaway Baby. You did what was it? Take you, take you there, take and you then there. Summer Thing, right? Yes. Um, I, I think those were our favorite uh, pieces that that we put together uh, during that season. So it wasn't too too hard to pick which mm-hmm. ones. Um, I, I think performing that the girl piece the big main piece was fun well we we put that into um the world choreography awards nom- nominations yes yes but, but, but that that's more of a just a, a fun one but it was I a fun for, one but for, probably for emmys for emmys we we wanted to um, you have to do. be strategic too when it comes to the emmys i don't think people like realize that you have to be like is this show like we have to show like one level and one thing another color here yeah. Um, and show your abilities because I think that's important. Yeah, um, I think just showing some sort of versatility uh, definitely helped when, when we um, had these different routines put, put up. Did you have any guidance from the show itself? Because some some shows will say, we'll help you put the package together. Here are some ideas that we have of the dances that should go on it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if they, they actually uh, helped us pick which ones, but they, they were supportive through through the whole entire thing. And they were so excited because I remember uh, when we first went into um, the meetings with uh, Warner Horizon, they were like, uh, oh, if you guys come back, you know, it's like we can submit it for Emmys. We could do this, do it all that. And we're like, mm, OK, I mean, yeah, you're like, talk, yeah, talk, yeah, talk, yeah, talk, yeah. Talk, I was talk. like, I was like, yeah, it's like you're, you're saying you'll you're probably saying to, every, to everybody to like, right. you know, but but in, in general, we're like we never thought that that was even a possibility uh, for us to get nominated right i mean i knew we could submit but um to actually be nominated we we're like what there are a lot <laughs> of submissions too you know when you we are at the um emmys choreographers um reception it's always fun to see what was submitted um and it is across the board stuff that you've never even seen you're like oh my gosh that was a cute number that was on the disney channel and nickelodeon i mean it encompasses so many different types of shows i think that's what's so fascinating yeah uh we actually saw i think there were like almost a hundred submissions uh, uh, video, and when we went to the Emmy uh, uh, reception um, before uh, the nominee reception, uh, we got to see who submitted, and we're like, "Wow, this is like a big pool of talent that that we're lucky enough to." Um, be a part of in, in this nomination. It's it's overwhelming to watch because you see prior Emmy winners, nominees, you see people that have won Tonys that are submitting for Emmys, mm-hmm. and it's really kind of incredible just to see how it plays out, and you're like, oh my gosh, out of all these incredible submissions, they whittled it down to five, and we're a part of that. And I, I, it's a peer group nomination, so what I think just so people understand the process, it's actually a panel. And I think that this past year, I know for 2016, 17, it was, I think, 12 people in total that kind of like got together and um, voted on everything. And I had Vincent Patterson, who was on the panel this year, cool. and I had him on. And he's like, Oh, we just picked the winners last Sunday. And I said, You said winners. And I'm like, There had to be. Oh, there had to be two, which there were this year. Um, and then I started my head going, I think it's Mandy and Travis. And people were like, No, it's Mandy and Derek. I'm like, It's Mandy and Travis. But for your year, um, 
I, what I loved, because I was backstage at the Creative Arts Emmy, and they're like, there are two winners. It's not considered <laughs> a tie. It's called two winners. And um, to hear that it was Cat Burns and then Quest yeah. Crew, we were all like, this is amazing. Were you guys shocked, dumbfounded? What was that What in your head? Did you register of like, oh, my gosh, we just won? Yeah, that that was... I, I, I feel like every time that uh, we win something, it's always surreal for me. Like, I, I'm like, I, if, you, if you do any type of surprise to me, I'm always like, what's going on? You're like, Wait, <laughs> like, I don't, it doesn't so really confused. register. I think for um, a good, like, three months after, none of us really registered what happened because we would do a couple of interviews after. And it's like, oh, what have you been up to? And then we'd be like, Oh, oh, and, and we won an Emmy. We'd be thinking uh, about other things, and we're like, "Wow, it's like it still seems like a dream that that actually happened because it's it was so out of like the realm of our consciousness." <laughs> and I think we had gotten to a place and um, where you're just like, "Okay, it's going to be a Travis win, or maybe it's going to be a Derek win, or sometimes Mandy Moore is in there. Maybe she'll finally get her Emmy." And I took till this year to get her Emmy, but yeah, it's insane. it's insane. Um, but I. I I think it's important because I feel, and I, I do think that the category is going to change, is going to take another dramatic turn for um, this coming season because World of Dance is going to get thrown into this. And I feel like, again, we'll have more broad categories represented, which I appreciate because I'm like, it's not just contemporary dance that's out there. Or it's not just ballroom dance that we see on TV. Yeah, definitely World of Dance had <laughs> so many different types of dancers on that, and it gave like, a good... Uh, platform for people to see the differences in at like such a high level. So you know, it's like Keone and Mari, Keone and Mari. We've Keone talked about Mari. that. Yeah, <laughs> Keone and Mari's pieces were insanely creative, and I love the Kinjas what they did on yeah. the show too. I thought they did some oh, really nice work. Yeah, I, I feel like so many people stepped up their game for it, and um, because of um, it's, it's a network uh, television show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like NBC is huge. So Jennifer Lopez is huge too. Yes. You know, when she's your judge, you're like, okay. Yeah, definitely. And man, I it, it's it's just refreshing to see a, a platform that you can express yourself pretty much fully without that many restrictions at all. So it's a big deal. Now, I heard that you guys were asked to do World of Dance season one and you guys just decided that wasn't the right thing. Are you in the reality show game or out of it for now? Um, I think for right now, we're, we're stepping away from reality competition just because uh, everyone in general is focused on individual careers. So we, we, we still dance together. Mm-hmm. We still practice. Uh, but At the Quest Learning Center? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, whenever we can get together. Yeah. Well, it's like someone will, sometimes we'll, we'll practice over at uh, Live Art or... Um, some of the other dance studios, depending mm-hmm. on like what, where everyone is is at. Not in Artesia. <laughs> it's a little far out. So, it sometimes is. We, we have a lot of new members too that probably won't want to drive out there. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, as as for reality tele- television competitions, um, we're kind of chilling because because like I said, we when we go into something, we prep a lot mm-hmm. and we have to put in that time because we don't want to um, put in something half-assed. And you shouldn't. You should, especially when you're going to go on broadcast television in front of Jennifer Lopez and Derek Huff. And definitely, yeah. <laughs> we we, don't, we want to come and in a little you. more confident than scared. We threw it together. <laughs> well, and I I'm going to know if you are lying or telling the truth because uh, they start taping World of Dance G- January 9th. So if you guys aren't rehearsing right now, then I know <laughs> you're telling the truth. Well, we're still practicing. You're but, still practicing, but it's a different process for sure. 
looking at your eyes, making sure that it's Because <laughs> I know people aren't supposed to. I know he's right. like, I, I'm looking. I'm not telling. No. no, Hawk had said the same thing to me even in September. He goes, I'm not really sure if season two would be something that we're just interested in right now. Yeah. He had told me, um, I guess when we were at World Choreography Awards in 2016, I want to say, um, that he wanted to do dance at the Tokyo Olympics. Did that oh. ever come to fruition? Um, I don't, I'm not sure if there's any talks into it, but that would be amazing. It's coming like, up. Yeah, I know. Wow. That, yeah, that'd be amazing. Cause I, I I'm Japanese as well. Amer- American. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's about 2020, right? Yeah. 2020. That's we got to put the time. feelers out for that. Cause I just think for, for you guys, I think it would be such a, first of all, Olympics is, I'm such a fan of Olympics. I'm like the Olympics geek for two weeks. Don't talk to me. Which means coming up in February, don't talk to me, anyone. <laughs> but uh, but I think off, off, obviously where it's in Tokyo, I think it'd be special for. Yeah, for yeah. You we, guys. we have uh, quite a few uh, members that have Japanese descent, as mm-hmm. well as one of our members is based in um, based in Japan. So uh, he's the world record holder for most head spins. In, <gasps> How many uh, can he do? Hundred and forty three, I think. Can right you do now. head spins? No. Okay. I was Unfortunately, like, I, you're aerial, mom, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm the. I'm the. It, it, we're, we're a little bit more specialized. I'm, I, I jump around, and then he stays on his head. My mom wouldn't let me <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up, and I had cervical spine surgery, so that's probably not a good idea to oh, do. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of head spins. Though. Yeah, Aichi, he's he's amazing, but um, yeah, hopefully he'll break it again pretty soon. He, it's. It's insane. It looks like a video game. So obviously you have members that are all over the world then. I know um, Brownie's from Hawaii, which is obviously mm-hmm. the U.S., but it's a, it's a good six-hour flight yeah. from here. Yeah, we, we have uh, three members from Hawaii now. Uh, Mark, How did that happen? Um, well, Mark, it, we love. Yeah. Mark Mark Villiver, he, he, he's done stuff with uh, Dietrich Stom. Um, so you think you can past. dance? And, we just saw on tour. So, you think you, so yeah, we have we're, we're pretty close with so you think you can dance also just because of uh, the alumni that we have in in there. And uh, so he was the first one, and then after that, some of the uh, the other Hawaiians on our crew moved out here and start, started a session with us, and they they were like minded and uh, you know had energy. So we, we <laughs> so we just liked ha- hanging out with them, and uh, they had a good attitude and. Um, you know, it's like we wanted to teach them uh, our process, which is hanging out and practicing this. and and bond, a lot of bonding. So we, we got really close with them. You've had women in your crew before, haven't you? Yes, we had one member, one, yes, uh, Lydia, and uh, she she's an amazing singer and songwriter. So she she's been focusing more on that, and uh, obviously an amazing dancer. Um, what was that like having a female dynamic in the crew? Because it, that does change. You know, it's a bunch of guys, and then sometimes you add in a little a female touch. It changes it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah Lydia is like her little sister. I mean, Aww, she, even cute. though she, now she's she's in her mid twenties, we've known her since <laughs> she was like what fifteen or fourteen. So um, it just uh, we 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 love supporting her, and um, I think just having her. She was way better at choreography than a lot of us, I, mm. I think, just because of her background um, of dancing with, with other companies as well and, and coming in. So um, I, I think the, the dyna- dynamic is, is pretty much the same because she's, to us, one of the, one of the guys, even though she, she's, uh, um, you know, 
a female in the, in the group. I get it. It's like West Side Story. You know, they've got the one <laughs> girl in the gang, yeah. and she's like, just follows along with the guys. Yeah. But you know, I, I feel like she she's not a tomboy at all, too. So it's like... That's good, it's, though. It's, it's, it's I funny. like that. She's got like... She's an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, she's super talented. We're, we're so proud of her. Oh, I love that. Um, I want to ask also, because you guys did probably, uh, gosh, the party anthem um, for um, LMFAO, oh, yeah. that party video. Party Rock Anthem. Party Rock Anthem. I mean, it's one of those songs that you hear over and over and over and over. But that looked like it was such a fun video to shoot. Well, you were in one of the back lots here in Los Angeles, right? Yeah, we, we shot that uh, at Universe. Wait. I was trying to I look. I'm like, it didn't look Warner like Paramount. I, I was like, it was Warner Brothers. It was Warner Brothers. I was like, it doesn't wow, look that like was Paramount. Yeah, 2011. Wow, is when we shot that. And, and at that time too, it was. Um, it's funny because on our third season of ABDC, we used uh, "I'm in Miami." That that was uh, one of their first singles, and uh, just how we got hooked up with them was uh, we, we we did. Uh, like kiss uh, Wango Tango and we walked past each other <gasps> and both of us stopped and then we looked at each other and then that's how we got introduced to them and then fast forward a couple years later I, uh, Red Fu from the crew ran into Hawk <laughs> at the movie theater so random here in and, LA and then he's like oh I think we have a, we have a project we, we'd love for you guys to um, to come in, come in and uh, choreograph and do, do that stuff and that was uh, the start of our relationship for the next few years at least of uh doing videos with them and touring that's really incredible um and for people to understand too like first of all they met at wango tango which is our our local radio station does a huge concert they call them different things around the country too different types but they all do the same type of thing it i think uh it's not clear channel but iHeartRadio radio i think does it so it's just one of those things that i'm like from there you m- briefly meet each other and then all of a sudden look what blossoms and you kind of comes back full circle yeah it, it, it's it was really cool because we we kind of grew together because at that time they they got thrown into uh we we didn't know that it was going to be a number one hit at that time um and it, it's just it's just funny how things work out and they, they were so so cool it didn't feel like how um usually uh like an artist and like dancers feel it felt like a collaboration um uh with them Throughout the whole entire thing. What's it like going on tour? Because uh, for an artist like that, and I mean, it's a it's a big deal. It really is. Yeah, uh, it, I think we have a very different view on how tours go. Just because, um, <laughs> as you know, LMFAO is a party, and the party rock crew they they're just um, having a good time. Having a good time. <laughs> you know, it's a, and we had some of their their dancers too, and we get to go to all these different clubs <laughs> and a, after DJ gigs and you know like party in it and and. You know, we kind of had that rock star life type of feel for for a while. It's kind of fun, isn't it? it I mean, it just a really little fun. sliver of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could sustain something like that for like five years, ten years, or anything. But to get to do it for you know a small amount of time is like, all right, I got, I did that. Check. <laughs> Definitely, it was. Yeah, you've you, got you have stories, to, you have to, don't you? Oh, they, they, yeah. I think the other guys have a little bit more <laughs> stories than I have, but. But yeah, it's it's definitely a different reality when you're on tour, and especially in that that type of setting. There, there's such fun guys to be around, and the party rock crew guys that they're they can party. And we had to we had to collaborate, and I'm saying collaborate, but pretty much just party and learn from <laughs> learn their ways. Stop collaborate and <laughs> listen. Yeah. Um, so I want to know 
what are your, I mean, what is Quest Cruise, obviously you're performing together, but what is your next goal together? Do you have one or is it just kind of like, we're kind of loose on this right now? Oh, yeah. I, I think in, in general, um, we, uh, we we still have uh, like our, our dance backgrounds uh, and that's what brings us together a mm-hmm. lot of the time. But uh, for, for right now, it, it's, it's just having people or like gigs come up and then seeing if we want to collaborate on um on different pieces or anything for television media or mm-hmm. uh specifically if they ask for ask for us um I, a lot of the members uh are working on different things in the entertainment yep. uh, industry Mark so just finished tour and... just finished tour so some of the guys like hawk um and fang they're doing more choreography and yep. Dietrich has his uh, video his YouTube, YouTube channel, and, and Ryan collaborates with him, and so is Fang, and um, like Rudy and Hirano, they, they're working more on music production. Mm-hmm. A couple of us are doing more stuff in film. Like I'm starting to act more, and Joe, Joe, is you were doing you did a ton of stunts, didn't you, for a long time too? Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, I, stunt I, work. I did. Uh, that's how I got into SAG was doing stunts. Yay for SAG! You yeah. got nominated for a SAG award, didn't you? Uh, well, yeah, the the ensemble for um, Indiana Jones was was nominated for SAG stunts. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's where did you shoot here in Los Angeles, or did you one that, of the remote locations? Uh, that was in uh, Universal and at Downey Studios, which isn't there anymore, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy because we got to see um, Steven Spielberg, Harrison and Ford, Harrison Ford work together and have them have them talk. It, it, it was kind of nostalgic because I grew up watching Indiana Jones, so it's really cool to be a part of uh, like, that franchise. You literally saw Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones in person. Yeah. That's yeah. brag. I would be bragging about that all the time. Yeah, but <laughs> that, that, was pro- that was a crazy week just because of the prep work. <laughs> we, we, we were uh, warriors. Actually, um, Brian was, Hirano from the crew, he was working on it as well, but the prep work for the makeup and everything was about six hours. Uh, so we got in at 2 a.m., did that and then we had to work all day. So did you sleep in the crazy. chair when they did the makeup? Were you able to do that? Um, it was a little cold. <laughs> oh no! Because sometimes they have the chairs, and if you're in the trailer, you can sleep in the chair because they're uh, one yeah. of those reclining chairs. They're great. No, uh, we didn't have those. We, no. we were just li- laying there and having people put stuff all over us. So oh I gosh, like, it's, uh, I know. Movies are not that glamorous when you make them. They're uh, a lot yeah. of hard work. Yeah, I just worked on um, another movie this past month, and and I get. I uh, had a lot of prosthetic work done for um, just wounds and things. It's so, fascinating. Yeah, it, it's it's a little tedious going going in and out, but you know that's why you get paid. You that's why I get time. paid. <laughs> and I'm always fascinated with like makeup artists, like Rick Baker. I've interviewed him a couple times, and I always want to ask him eighteen thousand questions. He's probably like, "Holy cow!" <laughs> you know, like that's enough with the questions. But I I think it's fascinating that they're able to create. They call them makeups with the plural. Have you listened to the the makeups that we did? <laughs> and they use the word appliances because appliances are like some of the special effects that mm. you know if your wound is oozing and things like that, which is gross. But it's kind of cool when you're a part of the process. Yeah, it's cool to take some pictures and be like, I freaked out my girlfriend last month because I showed her, showed her. He's like, oh, there was an accident on set, and then she's like, <gasps> and then she's like, I hate you because because <laughs> just because it's like. It's so so out there that you wouldn't think uh, yeah, it would be a, possible to look look real. You're, you're like, and that's disgusting, but it looks good. Yeah. Well, we are at the end of the show, believe it or not. I told oh, you wow. it would go by pretty fast, yeah. right? Um, I know. I, was, I think people get daunted. Like, it's an hour. <laughs> um, but I just always like to ask people, 
In five years, where do you think you, you will be career-wise? What are your goals? Uh, well, hopefully I'll be winning an Emmy for acting or in a different, different category. Um, focusing more on, on that craft. I, I've been going mm-hmm. to, I went to school uh, for a few years, and I'm starting to work more in, in that side of the industry. All so right. hopefully that we will look we'll for you for on it. the big screen and the small screen because there's a ton happening in TV. So I don't ever want to eliminate with all the stuff that's going on streaming and Hulu and Netflix. There's a lot of opportunities, which is yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I thank so you. appreciate it. I know. <laughs> Have a happy Thanksgiving too. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. I know. And if anyone's wondering why I'm so dressed up and he's casual, <laughs> I'm on my way to the Dancing with the Stars finale. So he, I look overdressed. And I'm not. <laughs> I know, but he looks good. But I was like, I walked up to him and I'm like, sorry, <laughs> I look like I'm totally like going out, which I am. But um, tell everyone where they can find you online. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Steve Tarada. Uh, same thing with Twitter. Everything Steve Tarada. And follow Quest Crew. Follow Quest Crew. We so appreciate it. All right, guys, we will be back next week. And we are finally going to have our first ballerina, Joy Ann Womack, who's got an incredible story. First American ballerina hired by the Kirov. So, and she'll be here in Los Angeles. So we've got an exclusive with her. And you guys, of course, have a wonderful and happy, safe Thanksgiving. We are grateful for all of you. We want to thank you here, of course, from Popcorn Talk and Dance Network. See you all soon. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed here are those of the hosts only, do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.